Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, L7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's Mock Draft 1.0 season, and Bo Nix is going high. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Ryan Day truther after he landed Caleb Downs. And with me, as always, is AJ. My S2 score was invalid, Marchese. Uh, that was Bill O'Brien's work, landing Caleb Downs. The Bama connection, it's very clear. Today we're unveiling our NFL All-Rookie Team. Let's hoot Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by the Drake OVO Raptors jersey. That's right. Drake's putting the T back in Toronto with the OVO Raptors jerseys. Um... You know who else is putting the letter back into their city? Uh, who? The H back into Houston. That would be C.J. Shroud as we dive into our NFL all-rookie offense. And, uh, I mean, there's not much more to say about this guy that we haven't already said. He's arguably the greatest rookie quarterback in NFL history. Um, I don't know how much pushback you'll give me on that. I remember when you said that about Baker Mayfield. So, <laughs> I try to think of pushback. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not going to push back on Shroud, man. I mean, he's clearly still rolling the playoffs or recording before the divisional round. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to push back, but if he, if he beats the Ravens, no doubt, you know, no doubt in my mind. Um, I think, he, I think it, it's it's fair to say, like, at least based on this one season, obviously a lot of weird quarterback situations this yeah. year. But he was one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. No quarterback threw more touchdowns than him and with less interceptions. Analytics. Um, analytics. Um, <laughs> looking at the numbers, like 23 touchdowns feels feels a little light compared missed. to yeah, missed a couple of games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying you watching the game. You think or watching his season. You think like, yeah, that's a 27, 28. Not that there's a huge difference, but it was still a fantastic year. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he finished twelfth in EPA per play among quarterbacks. Um, but, but obviously factoring in like um, injuries on the offensive line, losing yeah. Tank Dell, also Tank Dell being a third round rookie, having to be his number two receiver, helping to elevate Nico Collins mm-hmm. to a level that I don't think a lot of people expected, except for me. Um, 
obviously the Bobby Slowick pairing was incredible with Stroud. And, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Slowick leaves for a head coaching gig, be. which I think I think he's going to be the Titans head coach. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he can elevate Will Levis this way. Um, but yeah, without a doubt, it's, it's CJ Stroud's the the first team All Rookie quarterback this season. Um, I mean, we also have the advantage of knowing he just turned in probably the best rookie quarterback playoff performance mm-hmm. of all time. Um, and now, yeah, we get to watch him against the Ravens tonight or this afternoon. It's going to be a lot of fun. The real question is, who's the second team quarterback? <laughs> Do we have to? Um, I, I, I feel like pretty strongly that it's Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell was my choice, but... It would have been Anthony Richardson, probably. Absolutely. Or if Will, Will Levis played a few more games. But, I mean, the way Aiden O'Connell finished the season mm-hmm. over the last, like, six games, and, I mean, some are saying he got Antonio Pierce the head coaching job. I'll say it, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, he was... There was more pop to his game. Like, his highs were higher than Bryce Young's for sure. Um, and his baseline was better than I, than Will Levis's, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I, I, w- I would put Levis as, as the third-team quarterback. I would, too. And, it, again, Anthony Richardson would have definitely ended up the second team had he not got hurt. I know, like, this is very much, like, anecdotal. But <laughs> looking at – just I'm just looking at stats – uh, analytics, if you will. Um, his, his his year was very similar to Joe Burrow. Like with you know, Burrow only started ten games. So did O'Connell. They both went five and five. They had within like a hundred yards passing. Burrow had a couple more touchdowns, and O'Connell had a extra pick. But like very similar. And I know that that doesn't mean anything, but just to highlight how good of a year, you know, obviously Joe Burrow had a down year, but and he got hurt. But just to say, he had a Joe Burrow esque season, Rob. So give him some credit. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback position this yeah. offseason, especially with Pierce being named head coach. If they're going to be comfortable, just let's let's roll it out with Aiden O'Connell I, again. It's going I to be interesting. I, I I think they'll bring someone in, mm-hmm. some veteran to push him, but like I don't know that they'll be using a first round pick on freaking JJ McCarthy or Bo Nix. Yeah, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback early. I don't even know if they draft a quarterback. I I think there will be someone coming in, but I think it's it's as a veteran free agent and. I think it might even be someone that, like, AOC just gets the look first, you know? Yes, sir. Running back's a little bit more... uh, Yeah. A little bit more of a conversation, although I feel fairly strongly that the first team all-rookie quarterback is Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to agree with you on Jameer Gibbs. Kind of crazy that uh, just none of these backs broke a 1,000 yards rushing. Um, But there was a couple great seasons. I I think, honestly, I think Gibbs is firmly uh, running back one here. I agree with you. I think the conversation is for the second team, but we'll get there in a second. Yeah, just with Gibbs, the what what he did after like week six when they started really mm-hmm. uh, consistently using him in the run game, not just as pass catcher, uh, and it, even once David Montgomery came back, like it being far more of a split than it yeah. was. They're uh, finding a really nice balance. And, yeah, yeah, and like Gibbs finished with over twelve hundred yards of scrimmage, uh, over. Five yards per touch, ten rushing touchdowns, yeah. eleven total touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I think just although Bijan had more yards and averaged the same amount of yards per touch, um, like Gibbs, what Gibbs did was more meaningful, and that's kind of the difference there. And I like, agree. I also think that like Devon Achan is my second team running back because had he played 
four more games, five more games. I mean, Robinson played six more games than Asia. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, <laughs> he is 176 like, yards shy, yeah. Like, Devon Asham was one of the most explosive players in the NFL, period. Yeah. And he averaged 7.8 yards per carry. Yeah, it's freaky. I totally agree. I think Achan is the second running back here. Um, and I think kind of like you said with Gibbs, it just mattered more with Achan. It felt like when he came into that, not that the Dolphins weren't flying and obviously they faltered, but it just felt like when they were a little bit slipping a little bit, Achan's presence meant that much more, you know? They always had something to go back to with the little pitches and tosses and stuff, and that just kept cooking. Um, for both Gibbs and Achan, I know Achan isn't as much. Like, they did a good job game on screens. I like to see Gibbs's role as a receiver expand more. I felt like, you know, it was a lot of just, like, little – it wasn't so much design stuff. It was a lot of just finding him on the – you know, coming out of the backfield, little dump-offs. Um, and for Bijan Robinson, I think that's where he looked the best, though. Like, you know what I mean? I think that was the ad- as advertised part. I know he didn't set the world on fire, and I know – remember all the – the summer talk where Bijan Robinson's the slot receiver and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, that didn't that didn't you know come to fruition completely, but still like you know four, almost 500 yards, 58 catches, four touchdowns through the air. It was still a good season. I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you, would you label Bijan season a disappointment? I see. The problem is that like the reason it wasn't as great as expected had less to do with him and far more to do with Arthur Smith. Like And the line, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, Bijan made the most, I think, out yeah. of this opportunity. He led the all, he led all rookies in rushing. Yep. He had he had over 450 receiving yards, like, o- over 1,400 yards from scrimmage. Like, it's hard to ask him to have done more given the circumstances. Like, there were there was, there was just some games where he'd get 10... To 12 touches and mm-hmm. I think he had like one game with over 20 carries not to say like he should, should be pound the running back yeah. but like but like he only had a handful of games of over 20 touches like he should be carrying the ball 15 times per game and catching five passes yeah um had that when one, you use a when you use a pick no touches too yeah he, yeah that was all just very weird yeah um when you pick a running back top 10 like that's what's expected uh, I, I would say Ty J Spears also had like Clearly, the fourth best uh, season mm-hmm. among rookie running backs. Just Agreed. like what yeah. what he added in the passing game specifically, he, he was electric. And uh, just exciting season. to see what he can be, you know, going forward as like potentially a lead back in Tennessee, right? Yeah, like he he quietly had over eight hundred yards from scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, After that, uh, we don't need to keep going, but it'd be it'd be a little, Zach uh, Charbonnet, Sean Johnson, pound for pound. Um, I think it's Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Um, wide receiver is the deepest position I think of all wide receiver and maybe corner yeah Might be the deepest position among rookies and I think uh, both season. had had one slam dunk easy pick at the top and then a, even debate a lot of guys yeah so uh, Puka Nakua broke the rookie receptions record the rookie receiving yards record what I added it, it's Puka Nakua yeah. uh, the other two positions are really for the first team are really interesting I landed on Zay Flowers and Rasheed Rice okay so I'm I think solidly my second receiver would be Rasheed Rice and the third yeah, one okay. up for debate so let's talk Rasheed Rice so, what Rasheed Ra- go on please yeah R- R- Rasheed Rice won he finished second uh, among all rookies in receiving yards third in, in all uh, behind, in receptions behind Nakua and Laporta um, 
he was one of the just not best rookie yak players, just one of the best mm-hmm. yak players in the NFL. I think among receivers who had like as many uh, receptions as like over, I think it was 65 receptions, him and Debo Samuel averaged the most uh, yak per touch. Um, he especially over the it's a great coming off the playoff game where he was clearly mm-hmm. the go-to guy. He had 130 yards in the freezing cold against the Dolphins. But over his last seven games, uh, including that playoff game with the Chiefs, he's averaging 92 over 92 yards uh, receiving per game. He has just been the only reliable, including Travis Kelsey, including, the only yeah. reliable uh, pass catcher for the Chiefs over the last handful of games. Yeah. And the, like I, I, I think like he's going to be the key to them beating Buffalo. Yeah, completely agree. Other than uh, I'm circling the wagons, but um, yeah, absolutely. He's been the most important pass catcher on that team the la- the second half of the season. He's been the best, and that's like you just said, is a team in the divisional round on you know with a Hall of Fame track quarterback, and he's been the only reliable target. I. I do, totally agree. I think he solidifies himself second. Just, I mean, the numbers, the numbers stand up too. I'm not, you know, not just saying that, but just for his impact on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, you know. But yeah, nearly a thousand yards. That felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like you said, second, um, third amongst all rookies, second amongst all receivers, rookie receivers, almost ten touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think I think the first two. I mean, Nakua, no debate. Rice, I'm very firm about. The third one, I ended up putting Jordan Addison, but I'm very open to discuss. I, I can flip-flop between Flowers and Addison. I kind of I, I think Flowers leans more to the impact debate, yep. and Addison, I just kinda, he, he kind of had a better statistical season. Yeah, so I, I think for me, splitting the, the, the two had to do with, um, yeah, Zay Flowers being the number one receiver on the number one team in the AFC, yeah. a team that lost Mark Andrews and, and desperately needed somebody to st- step up. And while he wasn't, like, Matt, like him and Addison, I think you can use similar argument where it's like it wasn't every game where they were, mm-hmm. um, like, just doing what Nakua was doing or even what Rasheed Rice was doing, uh, like, consistency-wise. But uh, the big playability, uh, the yak, like, they, they were throwing so many screens to him. Also, just that final game, uh, he, yeah. he didn't he didn't play Week 18. So his final game of the season, Week 17, against the Dolphins, where he just tore the top off that defense and blew them out. Um, uh, I, I lean to Zay. I just think he was more important to that team's yeah. success th- than Addison, who I think was even less consistent game to game. He probably was. And I felt like Zay Flowers was... Um... When they needed a play, he was kind of more of that. And it wasn't just – I mean, he, he didn't have huge rushing numbers or anything, but it felt like they were getting him going that way. And just like, you know, a lot of the yardage was, um, you know, him making plays underneath and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with, with Flowers landing here. I thought it was just a debate. But, yeah, now Addison, Addison with the 10 touchdowns, that was really impressive. Obviously, long stretch of the season where he was the uh, number one target in the passing game with Jefferson out. Nearly 1,000 yards, 70 catches. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's a debate, but I I think you can't you can't pick wrong, you know. Um, and it, I I'm cool. We've been sticking to the impact. I think the impact uh, as the tiebreaker so far, and I I'm cool with going with Zay Flowers. For the second team, obviously Addison locks up one spot. I give the other two spots to Jaden Reed and Tank Dell, who I think would have pushed yeah. Zay Flowers for that. Yeah. First team spot had he not gotten hurt. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, Tank Dell, for sure. I mean, it just really sucks that he lost the season on 
I mean, a play that he really should have been in there on blocking at the goal line. But anyways, Dell was unreal, and it felt like he was just building momentum, and it was peaking and peaking until that injury, and it just really sucks. But um, Nico and Tank and Stroud are going to be a hell of a trio next year, and that's a lot of fun. Jaden Reed, I don't know. He was a bit of a slow burn. It felt like it was, you know, slowly. He was having a good start to the season, and then it just kind of exploded, and... He's become such an important weapon. I, even though they, it felt like he was the the like the, the decoy uh, last week in the playoffs, but we'll see what he does tonight. But it felt like he's become such an important weapon on. Um, I mean, one one of the hottest offenses in he, the NFL. Also, what he added uh, as like their jet sweep yeah. guy in the run game, like he he finished with over 100 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, had yep. over 900 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, it, it turned out to be a really impressive uh, rookie year. It just kind of built up to it. Yeah. I think like my the if there were a third team, it would have been like Josh Downs. Yeah, Josh uh, Downs Don, would be the next guy. Yeah, Don Tavian Wicks and JSN maybe. Probably. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Uh, Don Don Tavian Wicks just like got his opportunity. Like, had he been getting those opportunities from the, the jump, I think he would have ended up on second team potentially. Yeah, agreed. Uh, tight end also super easy. It's Sam Laporta who had. Uh, historically impressive uh, rookie season for a tight end 10 receiving touchdowns over 80 catches over nearly 900 yards was like such a key piece to the the lions um offensive success this year and, and from week one they clearly had a plan in place for him he became the the second receiver in that passing game immediately which i think is just you know we always talk about tight end as being a position that takes a while to come on uh, and that uh, by a while i mean multiple seasons uh, with Laporte, it was week one. It was really impressive. Um, I think this was the most impressive tight end um, rookie season we've we've ever seen, at least, you know. Uh, outside of Mike Dick, of course. But, <laughs> yeah, in terms of our eyes, it was unreal. The, the, the stuff they had, you know, the stuff they designed for him was so great, and he just um, executed it perfectly. Um. Also, like, man, that the, he, he had that Saints game, I think it was. Yes, I, I don't. I can't remember if it was the Saints. Yeah, I my, think it, it was, was the Saints. Saints. Yeah, was it the Saints? Yeah. yeah, where it was like that was maybe the best rookie tight end performance yeah. of all time. Yeah, it was. It was nine targets, nine catches, a buck forty a score. Yeah. He had a multiple um, games where he was just like the dude. Like it was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> clear cut uh, but, number one. Yep. And I, I think Dalton Kincaid clear cut number two. Absolutely, especially because of how important he's been down the stretch for this Buffalo team to elevate to that two seed. He's just become like the, at times we, we talked about it over yeah. uh, last, last episode or so um, in week 17, week 18, he became like the go-to guy. He wasn't just like, he'd been, he had had moments where he was the check down chain mover, yeah. but he was winning down the seam, providing big plays over 80 yards in both those final two regular season games. And then like against Pittsburgh, the playoff game, I, I, I know not technically supposed to take that into consideration, but look great again, had a touchdown, um, I don't necessarily think he like has lived up to the first round tight end billing, but he looks like he's going to be an integral part of this offense for a decade. Like he's Heath Millery in that way. <laughs> the only thing lagging behind for Kincaid, I, I concur with everything you said, but uh, is the touchdowns that, that hasn't really come yet. Only two this season. I feel like that's because a lot of the red zone is just Josh Allen running, but yeah. See, see if we can, you know, bump those numbers up going to next season and potentially, you know, they're still alive uh, in the playoffs. So, yeah. After that, I, I would, uh, like, for honorable mention, I think what Tucker Craft did mm-hmm. once Musgrave got hurt, both in terms of pass catching 
And uh, in the run game, it would definitely be him as my third tight end. I, t- I totally agree. And then I think fourth might, is probably Luke Musgrave. So <laughs> I think the next year of the Packers. But, yeah, I think I think Kraft gets the nod over, over Musgrave. Uh, I know we've talked about this a lot, but it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they can do when they're both going. Maybe we see some of that. I mean, we saw a little bit of that in the playoffs, so maybe we see some more. Offensive line, I think, overall was pretty disappointing. It was, absolutely. I was struggling for, you know, second teams and honorable mentions. And, I, yeah. I Especially on the on, interior. Yeah, I, especially at center. Uh, I <laughs> landed on my first team tackles as the Buckeyes, Paris Johnson I, Jr. and Dewan Jones. Yeah, me too. I think Paris Johnson, uh, there was some ups and downs, but nothing compared to the other tackles. And... He became super consistent down the stretch, and especially since Kyler, when Kyler Murray came back, it felt like he stepped up, and he had some of his best games of the season, if not the best. He was uh, great against the Eagles. He was great against the Eagles, yeah. It felt, like he, he, one, one, it felt like he showed up to the big pass rushers, too. I thought Paris Johnson did a hell of a, hell of a job this year. Um, clearly the top tackle. And, I mean, we've talked so much to Juan Jones. Had, had DeJuan Jones not been hurt, and maybe had, had he been starting from week one, I think he would have, like, gotten maybe more buzz but that he yeah. ended up obviously he, he didn't enter the lineup until injuries uh and then uh he got injured and there was that one game where i told you they're rotating him in on passing downs because he was so injured yeah uh he he was really great when he was healthy he was he was i think that's a long-term stalwart at right tackle for them absolutely second team uh <laughs> i think i think darnell Wright we okay. had a very very like i'm not if I'm a Bears fan, I'm not like, oh, fuck, we got a bust. Like, he was very solid all year. He had some really high highs. He had some lows against Aiden Hutchinson. Um, but overall, like, he looks like you're, you're starting right tackle for the next decade. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, are you pumped about that guy you got at pick 10? Probably not. Maybe we could have told you that before the draft. But, no, absolutely. I think he's firmly the the, the third tackle here, if we, if you will. And, yeah, I think, I think just overall very solid season. Just nothing, yeah. I give the other second team tackle spot to Wanya Morris, who only entered the lineup because of Donovan Smith's injury. He was better than Donovan Smith. Yeah. It looked really good in the run game, moving in space. Um, It started, I thought, thought really find his rhythm in pass protection. Like, you can see how how well he moves in pass protection well uh, as well uh, when mirroring pass rushers. So I give it to him. I think that's a good pick. I kind of struggle between him and uh, Anton Harrison. I'll hear the argument. I don't really, uh, I don't really have a big pushback. Harrison, I think, like the the positive for Harrison is he started, he started every game, every game. He was just he had real low lows and real high highs. He did, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's kind of like which you know, pick your poison. The guy that kind of came in halfway through was an improvement. You know, obviously a, a playoff team was a big, you know, is I mean, big help there. And Harrison was just solid. I mean, Harrison was I think everything they could have. Like I think he, he like they they got to be happy with that pick, you know, at that back end of the first round. And yes, there were some lows, but there was quite a few highs too. I, I I'm not gonna really argue either one. Um, I think going to play by play, Morris is better. I'm gonna agree with you though. Going to guard, um, I went with my first team being Steve Avila and Peter Skaronsky. I have Avila. I think Avila is safely the top dude here. Um, I think I think his impact um, on the offensive line for the Rams was extremely underappreciated, uh, especially I, opening it, up a lot for Kyron Williams. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I thought there was hype about it, like how well he was playing early this season, and just yeah. like everyone stopped talking about it down, like yeah. in the second half of the season. Yeah, they did. Um, I also went with Peter Skaronski as my second guy, but 
I think I think it's a, it's a disappointing rookie year for him. It's just the the the, the crop wasn't too strong. He, he went out on top though. He, he went out on top. So yeah. good against the Jaguars in that yeah. final game. He uh, he looked quite good before. What was it? He had like an appendectomy or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, he looked quite good before that, and I think he really struggled in pass protection at times. And part of that was also playing. He's adjusting. Like yeah. Horrific left tackles in Andre Dillard and Jalen Duncan. Yes. Um, but. He he, I think looked good to great in the run game all season and uh, in pass pro. It, it was kind of a game to game thing, yeah. but yep. like I'm not worried about him. I'm I'm worried about Pro Bowl potential, but in general, yeah, I think there's a starting uh, offensive lineman there. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's so hard to like you just touched on. It's so hard to separate because that offensive line was maybe one of the worst units in the league this year. Yeah. Um, second team, I went with Osiris Torrance and City Sal. I did too. It, uh, I'm not, I was a little bit more on the Torrance. You know, I was, I was solid. He, he came in for the Bills and looked really solid all year. I thought couple couple bumps in pass pro, um, but just yeah, that's another guy I think is going to be starting. Sal was just. I mean, no one watched that Patriots offense this year. It was awful, but he played so much and he he played well. He played well enough it, to get the nod. I agree with you. They they had three different interior offensive line rookies starting yeah. this year in times. Uh, center, I think, just out of sheer, there weren't very many. Joe Tipman's the first team, and it would have yeah. been Jared Patterson had he not got hurt. Yeah, Patterson was playing the best for sure, and there wasn't that many guys playing at all. So, yeah, I, I think I think for Tipman though, um, he got he got better down the stretch. Yeah, he did. He was he was starting to round it out, um, and that was a guy that you know. I, Going into the draft, you thought he would take some time to kind of put it together. Um, so I think very promising for the Jets that he came out and got the nod. And I think, you know, maybe a consensus because, I mean, it was a little short. But, yeah, I think you're a promising season for Tittman. Um, and, yeah, second team, I think, is Patterson. Patterson. And then JMS, baby. Let's go. Uh, going to defense. Interior defensive line, pretty clearly Jalen yeah. Carter and Kobe Turner, two of the – Four top four defensive rookie of the year candidates. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked so much Jalen Carter, and you know, he, Kobe Turner's got his love late here, and he deserves all of it. Yeah, Turner led all rookies in sacks, but Jalen Carter was sixth in the NFL in pass rush win rate among uh, interior defensive linemen, just mm-hmm. in general. Um, I think part part of what worked against Jalen Carter is that. Eagles defense just kind of fell apart. I think so. Yeah. He, like, Turner finished 16th in pass rush from win rate among interior defensive linemen. Like, they're both incredible. Uh, both, I think Jalen Carter flashed all pro potential, or Kobe Turner, maybe, maybe like, uh, his highs were slightly less high. Pro ball, dude, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, Turner <laughs> aided by Aaron Donald on the other side of him, but. Uh, he was, he was, it wasn't just that he was doing the work himself. And like I, I talked about a couple weeks ago, he was the guy starting to get double teams and opening up for Donald. They're going to be a hell of a duo. I know Donald, who knows how much is left in the tank, but he's still playing. He's still balling. I agree with you with Carter. I think I, cause I, I want to say Carter hit a rookie wall. He's still playing, playing well. It's just that entire franchise crumbled <laughs> you know, from the top down. Um, so yeah, I, I t- totally agree. They're the top guys. Um, second team, I think interesting though. Um, I think I think my top spot for my second team is is Kalaja Kansi. Yeah, who, I agree. I you know I was I've been a critic. Um, 
I think he's got a long way to go as a run defender, but he's he's really come on as a pass rusher. Not not saying he was pretty solid all year, but he's come on really strong. Looked good against in, in the playoffs as well. Um, but yeah, his his puts him really impressed. You know, the highs are extremely high with him as a pass rusher. He like the athleticism just yeah. pops, and, and the pass rush plan pops. Yeah. Like he had that that cross chop against uh, the Eagles, and it was yeah. so nasty. It was nasty. I give the second spot to Brian Brzee. Me too. Who Me too. I think like. Wasn't on the level of any of those. Like I don't think he was even near Klaja Kansi, but uh, he had a handful of games where he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget which game it was. He was my defensive rookie of the week one week because his pass rush. It was against the Giants. It was against Tommy DeVito, and it, his pass rush was just like his his fluidity for a six five interior defensive lineman was ridiculous. Like pulling off spin moves. Like, yeah, he yeah he was a lot of fun uh, when he was on. The high, yeah, the high end glimpses were there from Bercy. Um and can't can't become really consistent down the stretch, which is where it's just like it's big for the Bucks. Uh, I I thought Carl Brooks deserved an honorable mention. Me too. I think my next two, my third team would be uh, Carl Brooks and Keanu Benton. Yeah, I agree. Um, shadow Carl Brooks, Maxim Forever, Edge, super obvious. Uh, yeah. Will Anderson Jr., who I think is the defensive rookie of the year, he would get my vote. Uh, he finished third in pass rush win rate among all edges behind just Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett ahead of TJ Watt. He finished second in edge run stop win rate behind just Max Crosby. Uh, yeah, that's a stud. That's a stud. And we've talked about him a lot. You know, early in the year, the pass rushing wasn't coming so much, but he was immediately a hell of a run defender. And then the pass rush came. And then obviously the last couple of games he was a little bit banged up, and uh, he was still like he still had a sack in the in the playoff game last week, even though he wasn't fully healthy. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Defensive rookie of the year, I think tight race, but I think Anderson's Anderson solidified it. Um, you know, was making plays all over the field. He was he was. I don't know, the, the, the fucking Texans nailed their draft class, and I just still go back to all the people criticizing that trade up for Anderson, and uh, now they look silly. Uh, the second edge spot's uh, a decent conversation to have, but I think Byron Young just did too much early on in the season to lose mm-hmm. his first team slot. Yeah, I agree with you. Like he slowed down, but it's still he still was flashy at the end of the year. Yeah, it'd be against the 49ers in Week yeah. 18, I, I, I think he was my defensive rookie of the week. Um, yeah, his athleticism, and he ended up being so much better against the run than anyone was expecting, and turned yeah. into like an every down player as opposed to uh, a designated pass rusher. Agreed. Yeah, I think they're the top two guys. Second team, I think, is more interesting. Uh, top spot, though. I got. I got to go to bat for Yaya Diaby, who uh, came came on really strong down the stretch. Uh, was putting up some of the some of the funnest um, edge rush rookie tape for sure, uh, and finished with seven and a half sacks. Yeah, he was. Him and Kansi look like they're going to be terrors together for the next decade. Um, his twitchiness and athleticism mm-hmm. are just popping. He looks awesome in number zero. Uh, the other, the other spot I think has got to go to uh, Tully Tupolotu, who, yeah, he his, his pass rush games kind of came in spurts yeah. where he really flash, um, but he was really good against the run. He actually finished ninth in edge uh, run stop win rate. And that's another defense and team that kind of just gave up too. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think I think second team is definitely Tully, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, Lucas Van Ness and Miles Murphy, just two first-round picks who weren't like super, weren't playing a ton, a ton of uh, snaps uh, early in the season. Um, I think they both kind of had nice finishes. Yeah, the year. they did. I think LVN's really coming on. Uh, they'll need him tonight. Uh, also, like just on a play per play 
basis. Will McDonald showed some really high level football too. This is weird because you have games where he's inactive and then have yeah. games where he flash. It's just like Jermaine Johnson. And Jermaine Johnson's a monster now. Like it's it's very strange. Uh, linebacker, not a lot of options here. Uh, Ivan Pace Jr. surely is the first team first linebacker. Yes. Um, obviously the best undrafted rookie. Led all rookies in tackles, I believe. Uh, he was also like shockingly good in coverage. He yeah. was one of the best in terms of uh, yards per target allowed this year. Only four point nine. Um, he was. We saw his impact as a blitzer. Yeah. He only had two and a half sacks, but like when they brought him, he was applying tons of pressure. Yeah. I think he just got better and better as the year went on. Yeah, he became more complete. Absolutely. Uh, Pace. I mean, really, Pace is the only one that really deserves the spot on the all rookie team. And that's saying something. Hey, that's a big hit for us. Uh, I think the other spot, almost due to lack of anyone else, but just... Uh, like Jack you know, Campbell? It's Jack Campbell. Yeah. yeah he, like, he was fine. He was fine. He, like, had he been a third-round pick, we'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, he was perfect. But yeah. he was a first-round pick at, at a less valuable position. Um, but, yeah, he was fine. Like, I'm not thinking he's going to be a bust. I think he'll be a starting linebacker for the Lions for a long time. Yeah. Just kind of, I mean, you know, he, I mean, he started started playing better down the stretch too. You know, he saw yeah. some more. And yeah, the the drop off's just huge <laughs> after after like the drop off from Pace to him's pretty big. I think like, yes. the drop off from him to the next guys is huge. I give it to Henry Toa Toa yes. and Dorian Williams, yes. who Toa Toa like came in and and provided quality snaps due to injury uh, for the Texans. Yeah, I thought he missed just too many tackles, but like clearly his ability in the run game. Because his instincts stood out. Uh, mm-hmm. and Dorian, Dorian Williams also just kind of threw into the fire. Bills need him now due to the injury. Um, he had some flash plays. Um, okay, but let me ask you this. What's the bigger drop-off between Campbell and, and Toto or between Dorian Williams and the next guy? I don't even know. Who is the next guy? I don't know. Uh, just just eye test? It's Trenton Simpson. But <laughs> like they, one game. on one game, yeah. <laughs> like, for That's real. That's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a not has not turned out to be a great linebacker core uh, group so far, but it's a great corner crew, uh, lots of options I think. Yeah. Uh, so if we're doing nickel and corner, like I, I was like, is it cheating to put Devin Witherspoon as my first team first corner? Just because I know yeah. he's played, he's playing both, but I did that. He's been he's I put him I put him first team corner too. I, okay. He yes he's become more of the full time he's become a full time nickel, but. Uh, he was doing both early in the season, and I just think he's just too good uh, to be denied. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's the. I mean, he's the best rookie DB this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's much to beat. I, it's him and him, him and Brian Branch. Yeah, you know? who's the first team nickel? Yes, agreed with you. Um, Withers, even though Witherspoon isn't, they're both nickels, which is crazy. Um, yeah, Withers. Obviously, the interception was just the one and the flashy one against the Giants, but uh, sixteen. Uh, PPUs, I think, it puts him like top five, top eight in the in the league, uh, and was just like such a force coming down. You know, it was just the constant huge hits, uh, three sacks. You know, there's the, the whole bit about him having more sacks than Jalen Carter for a good stretch of the season. Uh, missed missed some time too, and eight TFLs. Like it just, it was a hell of a season from Witherspoon. Uh, he brought exactly what he showed at Illinois. I know I keep saying that, but he did. Um, I give a second first team corner slot to another Big Ten corner. I give it to Joey Porter Jr. who was one of the few starting corners in the NFL that actually like follow the number one receivers this year. Yeah. Uh, once he something. started. And he ended up allowing, uh, I think, minimum like 40 or 50 targets, the lowest QB rating, passer rating, 
uh, among starting corners. It was like 70.9. He looks like a franchise starting corner. Like, not, not, he wasn't on the same level as Devin Witherspoon, but I think most years he's the best rookie corner. Yeah, and like like there's some guys you could debate in terms of like having better, you know, more plays on the ball, more interceptions, more PBUs, blah blah blah. Uh, but no, I agree. Just just pure, you know, not just eye tests. The stats are there too, but you know what I mean. Just like they're gotta look a little deeper. Yeah, I I put Joey Porter Jr. for my second team guy, or my second, second corner first, here too. Yeah, yeah. Se- second team, I I went with two NFC North corners. Uh, I went with Carrington Valentine of the Packers and Makai Blackman of the Vikings. I think the second team is wide open. I, I I have no one that I feel strongly about. Uh, Blackman on a pl- per play basis deserves to be here for sure. Um, I don't know. It's tough. You know, some of the guys that like were making plays, like like Tyreek Stevenson made a lot of plays, but he was also getting targeted a million times and giving up yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and with Valentine, my argument is like. If- when he was inserted in the lineup, it looked like it could be rough, and he really found yeah, it, his, he his way. And and his impact as a seventh-round rookie corner starting for a playoff team yeah. and, and holding up has just been massive for them. Yeah, I like Valentine here. I totally agree with you. Um, I, like, Deontay Banks rounded out to have a solid rookie year. Yeah. just on an awful team. Uh, uh, both both Jalen Jones and Juju Brents for the Colts. Yeah. Jalen Jones, I feel like, is the most underrated rookie. Right? Yeah. yeah. DB, I, at least. He would have been my next guy. Um, and the other Bears, Terrell Smith had a good season too. The other yeah. Bears corner. If Christian Gonzalez didn't get hurt, he might it's have been him. first team. Yeah, it's him. Uh, Garrett Williams had a good year for the Cardinals. DJ Turner solid year for the Bengals. Yeah. Lots of corners. Uh, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Nickel was obviously Brian Branch, who just became a weapon who Aaron Glenn used so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he wasn't just a shutdown nickel, but like the way they blitzed him. And he had a strip sack. He had a bunch of TFLs. He was eating up at every screen in front of him. He became one of the most fun players in the league. Absolutely, yeah. I, I enjoyed so much watching Brian Ranch this year, and uh, we still get to watch him. That's awesome. Uh, second team, would it be Christian Izzian? Yes. If we're going to do it like that? Yeah. Poor uh, Izzian deserves, deserves some love for sure. He, he was probably the second best undrafted rookie just uh, – in totality, uh, after Ivan Pace Jr. And the most important, would you argue? Maybe. Like, Still he's going. not getting enough attention for being so good at nickel for the boxes on undrafted yeah, For real. Um, yeah, and, and it started from the jump. He had that pick in week one. Yeah, <laughs> the sweet play on the goal line. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it, Rob. Izzy was great. My honorable mention, Shamari Connor, because at times he's, he's yeah. come in and, and, and been fun. He has, and he's kind of like, you know, they're using him how they kind of, like, you saw a plan when they drafted him, and he's kind of done that so far, and I'm kind of excited to see him get more run. Going to safety, I think first, the first team for safety's got to be Jordan Battle. Agreed, yeah. Who was just such a all-round player for them, great tackler, but but he, like, holding up in coverage, yes. despite running a poor 40, uh, what he's done has been really impressive. Like, he the, looks like he'll start for a decade. The pick was a week 18 or 17 showed like showed some range too. great play on the ball yeah no absolutely i think he's clearly the top guy and then after him there's i think there's a debate between a few yeah i don't i ended up going with ronnie hickman just because like i know his impact wasn't for a long period of time but it, he, he made some big plays for them i know he got cooked in the yeah we gotta ignore we gotta ignore the playoffs because he was maybe the worst player on the field but yeah, um, down the stretch, he was huge for the Browns. I, I put Hickman, too, but I thought it was a kind of a debate between him and Jerry Brown, who also yeah. was a guy coming in 
for a playoff team uh, due to injuries. And, um, yeah, the, the highs were really high for Hickman. I think overall I'm more solidly believe that Jerry Brown's going to be a better NFL player. Yeah. But Hickman will show. I'm going to go with Hickman, too. I agree with you. Um, yeah, so Jair Brown's first on um, the second team. Yeah. Uh, I put Jordan Howden. Me, too. Me, too. I think Howden's, like, fine. Unsung, fine. unsung was just really solid. Absolutely. Now, kind of similar. I, mean, I thought maybe Cindy Brown might be a better player long-term than him with the highs, and I, but he ends up on the third team. Uh, yeah, and then like Quan Martin, That's Sidney Brown, too. second or honorable mention. I mean, yeah, we locked it, we locked up there. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, going to special teams, where I contend Brandon Aubrey's not a rookie, but he has to be the first team kicker. Yeah, he is. He's I don't know, his first team kicker in the NFL this year. I guess I know. I know you you you, you keep pointing out the holes that he started missing some kicks, and you know, missed two in the final game. Missed two in the final game. Um, okay, if we're doing rookies under the age of 24 or whatever he is, uh, who would you pick? Uh, Jake Moody? Yeah, I think so too. Between him and Groupie, but I think Moody's uh, just got the Anderson Carlson, but he didn't. He missed some kicks in the playoff game. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, I agree with you. Moody's second team. How about that? Yeah. Punter is, like, it's not a good group. It's not. Uh, uh, I think, though, first answer, Ethan Evans for the Rams, first team, Bryce Berenger for the Patriots, second team, and they both had some stinkers. They did. Bryce Berenger, number one in numbers, like total amount of punts inside 20. I think it's because the Patriots punt a lot, but uh, still, baby. Give it, that's, i got to give him some credit. Evans, Evans had some more some more flashy plays, too, you know? Uh, a bit he of has more a of huge a, leg. He's got a bigger leg, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, not a not a good crop of punters this year. Uh, return specialist is like I thought there was three really good ones. You can't really go wrong. I agree. Do, do you want to do a punt return and a kick return? Because no, I don't respect that. <laughs> you got to do all three of these guys did both. Um, first team, I went with Marvin Mims. Okay, I'll, I'll go Darius Davis then, baby. Oh, I went with Xavier Gibson over him for my second team because he won a game on a punt return. He did win a game. He did win a game. But yeah, all three of them is kind of interchangeable for me. Like, for real. It's like, you know, Davis the better punt return over Mims. Mims the better kick returner. Uh, but Mims Mims the better average. I, I, I'm cool with Mims being number one. He's, he got better average than them. Um, they both have a touchdown at one of the spots. Yeah, that's a helpful trio, though. That's a, that's a legit argument here, and uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, special teamer. I Who's forgot special team? teamer. I, oh, okay. I always forget. Who was your first team? First team's Najee Thompson on the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Thompson was great. He's a Absolutely. killer gunner. Yeah, he was uh, great. Second, second team, Jarek Reed. He was, until he got banged. And, he got, and then he got, he would have been first team had he not got hurt. Yeah, I know. And then Najee Thompson just kind of became a stud down the stretch and stole his thunder. Uh, yeah, definitely. Reed, Reed, I, Reed's look, Reed looked really good. And unfortunately, you don't see his injury, but yeah. All right. Well, that's everything. We did it all. We came, we saw, we conquered. Um, who was who uh, your favorite rookie that we didn't mention? It's a good question. Uh, I mentioned a lot of rookies. Um, I don't know you. Who do you, who do you got? Hmm. I wasn't ready for that question either. <laughs> My favorite rookie that Emmanuel we, Forbes. That's what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> we talked about him what, so much. What a ride. <laughs> Who was the rookie? I don't know if you stopped recording yet. Who was the wow. rookie that we didn't see enough of this year that you want to see more of? Like, didn't play enough? Yeah, didn't, didn't play enough. That you're like, you're ready to come into the season, talk a lot about him, and we just we just didn't because he didn't play enough. 
Injuries um, aside. It's a tough question. It I, is a tough question. I don't know why I thought you'd be prepared for it. Um, you know who I thought should have played more or been given more opportunities? Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, he he started having his moments, you know, and he had a couple games where he was clearly the top dude there. I don't know when they um when they get that shit sorted, it might be an interesting group of of pass catchers. All right, I'm gonna end on this: the worst rookie, just in terms of combination of uh, draft position and how they played. Besides okay. Bryce Young. Okay, besides I was gonna say it's Bryce Young. It's, I know. I I think the second's Chad Ryland. Who won a game, I mean, but it's not very good. I think, yeah. No, someone asked me the same question lately, or recently, and I, I, you know, I would say Bryce Young, with draft position, yeah, it's clearly him. But in terms of the worst rookie I saw this year, I, I don't think it was Bryce Young. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Jake, Fort- Bo- Jake Boba. Fuck you. Come on. That's such a bad way to end the show. I don't like that.